1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Martha's, Julie's, Andrew's, everyone who's come to uh, the newest edition of Take the Black Live. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching us. Thanks for plugging yourselves in to the one and only and best source for all things sci-fi, fantasy, movies, TV, books, etc., and so forth, Bed Bath and beyond on the internet. Take the Black Live. I am Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net with Daniel Roman of Winterscreen.net. Daniel Roman, how are you Hello. on this beautiful Wednesday?
2: I am doing excellently on this beautiful Wednesday. I am at home, not in the basement of the library. Uh, and mm. But for some reason, it's working well, so we're not going to jinx that. And uh, yeah, I'm psyched because we have exciting news to talk about today. We do? For all the nerds in the house. We do, apparently. I mean, I'm excited about it um there's there's maybe some some cool movie news uh but before we get to it we've got other stuff to get through first so uh how are (laughs) you dan how are all of you out there hang around for the movie news.
1: i might be in a library soon because we're moving uh to to a condo and there might be like a couple weeks where i have no internet so I, i might have to go to the local library uh like you senpai and uh broadcast out of one of the meeting rooms we'll see how that goes it's not a bad place to be. Also, we still can't talk about the super cool, awesome conversation you had with a certain super cool, awesome person, or can we?
2: We can mention we can mention that that's coming. The conversation already happened, so at this point, it we did. can we can say it's a thing.
1: Yeah, I saw right um, behind you is one of the books uh, authored by this certain oh, yes. somebody. So it went in my yes. head. Who'd you talk to recently, Dan? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can reach them.
2: Oh. I talked to. Oh
1: no, this is dangerous, people.
2: (laughs) Got it. (laughs) This is a very rickety chair. Uh, For for audio listeners, I'm in a rickety chair. I almost fell and died. Uh, But it was in the name of getting a book off the shelf. Uh, Yeah, so I spoke to Patrick Rothfuss recently. Uh, So if you're watching this on YouTube... Keep an eye on the YouTube channel because that's going to be going up next week. My discussion with Patrick Rothfuss about his new novella, uh, The Narrow Road Between
1: Desires. Author of The Kingkiller Chronicle. Author of The Name of the Wind. Yes, it was a really wonderful conversation. Yep, it was great
2: to talk to... What was he revealing?
1: pray tell uh, uh, it was he was revealing that um he's going to read the first <laughs> chapter of the doors of stone on during your interview that's not true I, i'm oh, lying about that no. but for all we know <laughs> i've seen not, it yet
2: set, yeah let's not set false uh expectations we didn't we didn't really talk about that because we okay. had a lot to talk talk about uh with the novella we didn't even i actually was prepared oh, yes. to ask about it we didn't even have time Um, But yeah, so tune in, that'll be going up next week, and that should be a good time. Um, But it is not next week, it is today. And today (laughs) we have to talk about uh, some House of the Dragon rumors, which are swirling about before we get into, you know, the main story of today's show. Um, So Dan, I think you might know a little more about some of these rumors than me, um, so much. what's the what's the rumor mill with House of the Dragon right now because there have been some kind of cool. weird ones swirling around which which has kind of been the theme of the past like week
1: yeah filming's over and um, we're all looking for something to uh, do with our brains uh, basically there have been some Twitter accounts I believe Wake the Dragon which and I'll say up front these are rumors these aren't necessarily true I think I, I, I like Wake the Dragon I, I think they're nice I follow them I'm not going to um, call them infallible i will happily share what they say they're good i like you if you watch the dragon give the good work uh they're saying that the first scene of season two will be at winterfell which you might remember from the television show game of thrones as where the starks live
2: (laughs) yeah i could see that maybe you know like jace arriving at winterfell and getting the bad news That'd be a cool I mean, way to start.
1: It wouldn't be bad. I mean, it, that, 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 that 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 would mean they would skip his visit to the Erie. You know? Oh yeah, good call. Which I don't like because they definitely cast Jane Aaron. Right? We we've heard that they did. She's she is Amanda Collin from uh, Raised by Wolves. Just like Abigail. I mean, I don't know. I remember his name. The guy who's playing Alan of Halls from uh, Raised by Wolves. Yeah, Your favorite Abu canceled bizarre. I can't by believe Yank they made Siwa. that sci-fi show. Yeah.
2: That's right. I have not shouted in horror anywhere near as much uh, in my life in general since Raised by Wolves was canceled because it a loss. We've heard
1: rumors about you know Winterfell being the first to face arrives. That means they cut the eerie. We've heard rumors about nettles being cut at least for this season. I mean, if if I a were them, it, yeah. I don't know. If I have this this success and you have like four, four five seasons to work with, I would do everything. But I'm not in charge. I always have to yeah. remind myself that. But uh, we don't know. Well, I'm going to say if that is true, it'll just be a check in. Uh, just Winterfell exists. And here's um, Cregan Stark just kind of we hear there's a war broken out. Oh, really? Get my breakfast. And then we cut <laughs> somewhere else because uh, I want to see the Eerie, too.
2: Yeah. Or or maybe Jace goes to Winterfell first and hits the Eerie on his way home or something, which I don't know. Oh, gee, I guess that's possible. If that would make sense, but I could see them shuffling you things go around. You if they, it. Yeah, and I could see how they might, you know, Game of Thrones had this whole thing with, like, opening its first season and its last season in Winterfell, so I think there's a certain nostalgia factor for opening a season in Winterfell. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be pandered to, though. I don't either. I don't either, Dan. Um, I, I want them to tell I like a you. good story in the best way. Hey, I just said I didn't want that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I hope this one is not 100% on point, or like you said, maybe it's just a little check-in. Um, I, I Personally, I don't even know that I would want Jace to be the first scenes of this season, yeah. um, because there are a lot of characters I'm more interested in, frankly. Especially uh, because so. we're
1: hearing that uh that Blood and Cheese, the event where, spoiler, 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 a uh, certain couple of new characters kill a certain other character, and certain fans record their reactions and go, "No way!" and it goes viral on Twitter and TikTok and YouTube. And all that <laughs> um, Pretty much, yeah. Might happen in the first episode, and that blood and cheese are these mercenary guys who get hired and fire in Fire and Blood to kill. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, a yeah. member of Someone the Grind Faction.
2: Important.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and and it goes down. It's brutal and bloody and it's horrible. And then uh, I think the dragon said that blood will appear in first two episodes played by a gentleman whose name escapes me, which would tell me that he's not going to stick around for that long. I don't know. Blood and cheese. I thought maybe. Well, I don't know. Again, like if, if you have an expanded canvas, do you use it to A. Um, expand characters who don't have much presence in the book um, or B to just kind of adapt what little there is and just kind of send them off onto um, the great hall of dead characters in the sky or do something else i don't know if i think it were me i i love saying that uh, I would have gone, <laughs> gone do, into them a little true. more, but it's sounding like we'll just kind of get them like they are on the books. They come in, they do something horrific, and then they exit stage left.
2: Uh, yeah, I think, so the rumor going around for this is Blood and Cheese will apparently appear in the first two episodes of the season, which basically sets up that the the horrific mm-hmm. events that Blood and Cheese are known for would probably happen in the premiere, which honestly I've been expecting that would be the case. Yeah, It'd and you are right. apparently scary way for them reportedly rumoredly uh and (laughs) it would be a strong opening uh you know and house of the dragon would kind of make a name for itself for strong openings with maybe some uh really terrifying awful violence on television uh for their seasons but uh, so if if it is the first two episodes we would see it happen in episode one episode two would probably be the fallout uh which that does line up with the book I I mean, I agree with what you're saying about expanding some characters. I just don't think these are characters that need that. Like, expand, you know, Nettles, expand Off-White, expand whoever you want. But like, these are two, like, you know, they show up for like a page or two in the book. Like, there are way just more valuable ways to spend the screen time, I think, than like giving, you know, blood and cheese a a deep character study or something. Like, nah, we don't need that. Um, you know they serve their purpose they exit the story and it's really about everyone else who's affected by their actions
1: so yeah, I not say yeah. they make it the blood and cheese <laughs> show but I wouldn't mind a little more on who <laughs> these folks are and what they do like you know like a uh, I don't have a good comparison but you know that's yep. why wouldn't it be fun to write this show Daniel wouldn't it be fun wouldn't it be fun to be in the room and to like argue back and forth and then you see your stuff getting the screen HBO it would, hiring, it it would just, be uh, interesting Yes, yes, yeah. for sure. Uh, some great comments as always. Uh, Fancy fan, glad you're listening. As Saigonisha uh, nice says, Ryan you. Condal, the um, showrunner, wrote the first episode of the second and oh, uh, the tenth of the original season. Uh, I think he's great, and he's taking charge of the premiere episode of season two, according to Rodanian intelligence. Which he is, yeah. Which makes sense. A showrunner should write the first episode. That 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 usually happens. Wait, but also into what was called open. <laughs> But, yeah, sorry. What did um, you just say? Ryan Condle's. <laughs> I missed Ryan Condle wrote the premiere, which makes sense as a showrunner. Yep. I do talk too fast. Gotcha. Yeah. Which totally. Tracks. And you're right. I guess the first episode of the first season did have a horrible act of violence, and why not? I don't like the idea of mirroring just to mirror, though. I don't like well when, I don't know, things are arranged in a way where it's you're, you're you're putting anything before the question of what should dramatically happen next but if it falls that way which you have been advocating for yeah i'm fine
2: yeah which i think this is an instance of it falling oh, that blah, way blah, blah, more blah. than them being like let's start our seasons with a bunch of horrific uh <laughs> our thing is domestic violence, violence. like in, in yeah the i yeah i think it, it is a you know I've taught, I talked about this last season how blood and cheese, it's like literally in the book, the paragraph after uh, Mm Amond and Luke's uh, you know, fight at Storm's End, the very, very next thing is blood and cheese. So I'm not surprised if they want to go right into it. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Cygneisha also says, I think it's a good way to introduce Winterfell as a cold open with slowly revealing um, the and panning over to Lord Cregan, receiving a raven about Jace visiting. That'd be cool. Um, Yeah, it would be cool. I mean, Winterfell is kind of like, um, you know, that it does feel like there are some playing on the nostalgia bits with this and i'm okay with it as long as they keep it under control basically
1: i mean um we've also heard they're going to the wall you know we've heard that yes. um there might even be like a white or two so it that they might like bulk up cregan stark's role which again as long as it's natural and it fits and it's not just there to bait people who uh, remember game of thrones it's fine exactly. but until i seize it because, again, the first season gave me reasons to hope for the best and reasons to be a little afraid. And right now, I we won't know for sure until we see the episodes. And then at which yeah. point I will pass judgment.
2: Yeah. And I think so. The first season, obviously, the biggest way they did this was with the whole dagger thing. And I liked that for the oh, most. Yeah, there I were like instances it. where, like you said, like I liked it and was filled with confidence, and was instances where I was like, ugh, you didn't, you <laughs> like the Green Council? You maybe didn't need to lean oh, on the God. dagger prophecy stuff to justify things like the Green Council." Um, but it, it is interesting to hear. You know, all of those sorts of reports make me think Winterfell is going to get expanded a little bit this season from what it was in the book. It'll be which fun. I would be okay with. It will be fun as long as they leave themselves room to do other big things they have to get to. Like another rumor is that Corlys Velaryon will reportedly set sail in the back half of the season in full battle armor, um, which my mind immediately goes to the gullet thinking, uh, you know, where is he sailing to ready yeah. for a fight?
1: I mean Possibly again, it's there. it's it's hard to kind of project when we don't know exactly how it's laid out with eight episodes. 100%. I don't want to be too stuffed. Um and I they could be moving things a, around too. Like if they have blood and cheese, True. which we we know they're gonna have, if they have uh the battle of rooks, which yes. we know they're gonna have. Um and they they have the battle of the gulf, which they might have. We're not entirely sure yet. Sounds yeah. like a lot, especially if you're also Throw in the twins battling to the death, and you throw in other things like the dragon seeds. The dragon seeds, yeah. It could be a lot. I guess the the siege of King's Landing, even. Um, I hope they just know. I hope they have. It's kind of an, an an irony, isn't it, that um some TV shows will throw tons of big explosive things out at you when they're not confident. In their own material, because they think you need that, or you'll get bored. Where it's in my experience, Mm. the better shows that have the confidence to slow down a bit and build up to things, which will make them better. And I think House the Dragon is good enough and smart enough. Yeah, gosh darn it, people like it. Also, Andrew, I am sorry. You're right. I do kind of hit um the times two button on the remote when I talk. I'm going to endeavor to talk more slowly because it's a bad habit that I don't want to get into because I want you all to understand what I'm saying because everything I say is brilliant. That's true. Uh, But we
2: have a lot to get through. So I I think it's also pretty understandable that we want to speed things along. Um, (laughs) So let's talk about something that is not a rumor for a second. Sure. So much... Uh, to do has been made over the fact that Game of uh, HBO is preparing a bunch of different spinoffs. They have a bunch of different things in development for Game of Thrones spinoffs. Um, one that probably has had the most interest slash hype slash curiosity of the the people the the fans. Is uh, this news that there is a Jon Snow spinoff show with Kit Harington that would be a sequel to Game of Thrones and produ- presumably have an arthritic old Jon Snow uh, struggling <laughs> with uh, a, you know keeping a his fire going? Thirty-six year going in the old Jon Snow, yeah, <laughs> which is ancient in the world of Game of Thrones. It's uh, ancient today, so, man.
1: Life ends at thirty. I, Hashtag.
2: I, uh, oh no. Um, so. Something that uh HBO, uh I think he's the programming president, Casey Blois, he's the boss yeah, of HBO. He's, he's a CEO he now. He oh he is good for you, oh Casey yeah, he Bloys. Mo- moving on up. Yeah, so uh CEO of HBO, Casey Blois said in a press conference recently that no other Game of Thrones spin-offs are close to a green light. So that means Jon Snow not close to being greenlit to actually go into production. They're still feeling out whether they want to pursue any other mm-hmm. shows uh beyond a knight of the seven kingdoms and house of the dragon, which to me that's fine. They don't oh, really need yeah. more shows yet. Uh no. do, do Duncan Egg well, do House of the Dragon well, which is a you know a much more contained story than Game of Thrones. Like it's not going to run for eight seasons um so just stick the landing on the on that and get donganeg off the ground then we can talk mr
1: bloys i don't want uh, anymore do think? i thing. think those two are perfect we touched on this last week how look we are seeing in in real time the dangers of um overstuffing your lineup with spin-offs and sequels in yes. the form of the marvel cinematic universe and to a lesser extent uh the star Wars cinematic galaxy, whatever they call that. Um, we're seeing how people are just not showing up to see Marvel movies like they used to. We're seeing how the issue yeah. is trailing off of Marvel shows. We're seeing how folk are getting, tired. we're seeing how they're kind of getting panicky over at Disney. We know what happens if you overextend yeah. yourself. So don't do it. <laughs> so just uh, give us great stuff. One, maybe two at a time. And then if there's an appetite for more, do more, that's the right choice. Good for you, Casey Bloys, you sock puppet account using um, Intelligent CEO.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do agree with what you're saying about, um, you know, we're seeing the dangers of oversaturation in real Mm -hmm. time, because obviously it's a huge discussion right now in the Marvelverse. And like, you know, just look at this week for kind of the perfect example, the Loki finale hits tomorrow and the Marvels comes out the next day. And there's just, you know, no matter how well they promote these things, like that is just splitting your audience attention for two things. You, you want both of them to be a big deal and there's no way that they will feel as special as they would have if they weren't happening literally one day after the next. Um, So, it it is it is an interesting you know quandary yeah. and we are seeing how it can go wrong pretty clearly um even you know like i liked some of the marvel things like ant-man that that weren't super well received but uh i think it's pretty undeniable how the you know the enthusiasm is not what it was a couple of years ago kind of broadly um there's there's no longer this foregone conclusion that if it's marvel it's going to be excellent and a home run they've had too many kind of near near misses and things like that since and hbo watched that
1: uh, and i think that's the right lesson from it
2: yeah uh same uh nicole said she heard the marvels is getting bad reviews i've heard kind of the opposite like what i've heard is that there's a lot of uh Speculation that it wasn't going to be good, that people, that it wasn't going to, that it was going to underperform at the box office. The first critic reactions were pretty good and fun, but uh, I don't know. It, it is a jury is out kind of thing. I think expecting that people will go in to see this and need to know what happened in Miss Marvel, WandaVision, Secret Invasion, uh, and Captain Marvel, it, that's a lot to ask of an audience.
1: Um, well, Daniel so we'll has some bad news that the Marvels reviews are out and over on Rotten Tomatoes with 91 reviews in. It is rotten. Oh, is it? Oh, well, oh, I take no. it back then, Nicole. Oh no, it's over, everybody. <laughs> rotten Tomatoes, no comeback from that. Uh, you get a rotten tomatoes score. You are over. Stick a fork in you. You're done. No, I mean it. I, I don't really. I'm not terribly interested in it. Um, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Some good I am comments curious. in general. Are you going to see it?
2: I think I am, you know, kind of like, I kind of just want to go to the movies, honestly. So I am going to see it. I'm curious. I like him on as Miss Marvel. And yeah, she's she charming. The, the one I'm hearing a lot of good buzz about her in particular in this movie, which doesn't really surprise me it seems like she's one of the the new round of Marvel characters that has really resonated with a lot of people. Um, but yeah, uh, I do agree with something Robert Harris said too, which is uh, I feel like there is a bit of a, <laughs> a an issue with people being against this because it's an all-women major casting Marvel movie, which I hate to point out and be like, probably to something there. But one like thing always. that is, so yeah. a story that broke the, Yeah, it it has bugged me. Uh, Sonia DaCosta, the director, there was all this like hullabaloo about that she, you know, started working on something else while it was in post-production. And like, that's a normal thing that happens. So it's, it was, it's strange to see like it make headlines and people be upset about it. And it's like, lots of people do this. Like, why is this becoming a point of contention now? So you're probably on something there, Robert, but-
1: what it's so wild because i've been kind of pooping on the mcu and marvel for for a while now saying like i'm bored you have now that everyone else is kind of doing it you <laughs> it, it, it might come around it's possible that it'll start be like the, the the kind of forward-thinking thing to do to be like guys it's not that bad they're gonna revamp um. So we'll see if well, my contrarianism kicks in uh, as as more and more folk pile on, because they are yeah. starting to feel sort of piled on, like with all these reports, the variety reports. absolutely. Everything. Yeah,
2: and I agree with that. So, like, I think, you know, talking about the dangers of stretching, you know, p- creatives too thin and stuff like that, that's all super legit and, and mm-hmm. a very good point but the doom and gloom of like the MCU is over. It's all downhill. Like that's a little extreme. Like they're going to probably find some ways to reorient. I don't know that it will ever get back up to the level of, you know, end game, which was a cultural event. They had been working toward that Mm -hmm. had really good pacing for like a decade or however long to get there. Um, But I don't, I don't think that it's just going to bottom out and keep going downhill. I think they'll, they'll find some sort of new,
1: um equilibrium i guess of course yeah
2: Um, it's one one
1: thing to take shots at them when they're on top of the world now it just seems mean yeah
2: and so i'm excited to read this uh for anyone who's interested in marvel i got this book this week i went out to the store and i got it Uh, mcu the remain of marvel studios yeah by joanna robinson dave gonzalez and gavin edwards A lot of these articles that are like, oh, never before heard story about the MCU, blah, blah, blah drama. A lot of them are coming from this book because they did like exhaustive research. Um, So if you're interested in what's going on with Marvel, uh, this is a book you probably want to check out. And I'm going to
1: hopefully read it soon and report back. Love it. Uh, Before we move on, some comments from all y'all wonderful, uh, articulate people. Talking about Jon Snow mm-hmm. show again, Saigonisha said, and I agree with this, that I think HBO realized they didn't need to force the Jon Snow show to arrive. Kid will be here in five Actually, years, which yeah. is true. I don't think people are clamoring for like a young, close-and-a-married show, which I agree with. Although Julie Davies yeah, um, says that I don't want snow. I need snow. Please. And Duncan Egg, I know happy. <laughs> I do think that if they yeah. do anything beyond Duncan Egg and House of the Dragon, they should hand someone a Jon Snow movie. That would be a good time. <sighs> God, it could be hard to do right, though. That I think yeah. is the one but, I would want the most after Duncan Egg is it, it, a John Snow movie. Probably that would be fun or an Arya movie. I, but I'm I, I'm happy with these I, two. I, was, I want these two. That's all I want. But beyond that,
2: yeah, I, a John Snow movie or show actually concerns me more than most of these because that is basically the the television universe or hbo saying we can make a sequel to george r R. martin's the song of ice and fire and it's like i like i don't know man like that's like would you want a sequel about aragorn just like trying to figure out how to be king like not really i don't um so i think it's a it it could go either way right it Mm -hmm. could either be great either way it makes me leery um thinking about doing a sequel to a a huge author's work like that it's different than like doing a different part of the history or some other story that george has hinted at to be like we're gonna do this sequel that he never intended yeah um but it it sounds like he's also giving his blessing
1: on this so we'll see what happens of course i think I agree with Nicole that I think it'd be cool to do an older Jon Snow in ten to fifteen years. See see where he ended up and him having to interact with more people. Same with Arya; it'd be cool to like bring them back as adults. They have the time. Like these were young cast members. It it should be okay if they want to do this. Uh, there were several shows like that. that Kind of came back after years away. I don't think any of them really hit. Like I was I was reminded of oh Dexter right that did okay. Um. Did you know that Fraser uh, yeah, came back watched like it. a couple of weeks ago and no one's talking about it? Uh,
2: I, I, so I forgot that it was coming back. I remember hearing about this a while ago. And, and but uh, there's something weird about like reboot, like, uh, I guess it's like revival shows like that. It's yeah. like, it needs William to Grace really came back, justify. Gilmore itself. Girls came back. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, who i don't know did we really need that like and i i love frazier frazier is one of my favorite shows Frasier, yeah. but i'm not like gunning to go watch like the Frasier revival either um so yeah i i am on the you know i'm on the fence with those sorts of things in general but i do think they could do something interesting with john snow and it's nice too. to know that too. you know Kit Harrington is really behind this. It's a passion project for 100%. him. 100 percent So we'll
1: yeah, we'll I mean, see. I'm sure what Kelsey Grammar was all gung ho for a Fraser reboot too, but we'll see how <laughs> that goes. Um as there's got to be a good creative reason for it. Saigonisha <laughs> says, I think I'm dumb. I didn't even realize your first names were both Dan. I was like, oh yeah, this are the Wick duo. We'll go with the Wick duo. Um, but yes, our names our names are Dan. Pure coincidence. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I I didn't make him change his name from Mortimer for better branding. Um yeah, but just the you're at Wick. So uh Daniel, yes. Dan if you will, what else um is yeah. happening in in the news these days?
2: Yeah, so the biggest thing, the main thing we wanted to talk about, gush about uh fret about today is that it was just announced that Nintendo and Avi Arad's production company, Arad Productions, Inc., are making a live-action Legend of Zelda movie. This is not a drill. It is an actual thing that is happening. Uh, Zelda's had a few false starts over the years. Uh, There was a TV show in the works back in 2015 that just kind of died because... I I don't know why. It just died. Uh, But this is apparently happening. It has some some serious push behind it because the super Mario bros movie was a massive hit that brought in over a a billion dollars. So now Nintendo is like, maybe we should do other movies with our beloved game properties that have enchanted millions of people for decades and where better to start than Zelda. Yeah. So uh, this is live action. So not a cartoon. How do you feel about this, Dan? How do you guys out there feel I'm about it? Totally this? into it.
1: Well, A, I, I'm not sure everyone who watches this plays Zelda or knows Zelda. I'm I'm a I'm a Zelda fan from way back. I got my start with the N64 ones, which you yeah. skipped because you're a heretic. And um, I love it. Why not? <laughs> I've heard that Nintendo, uh, see, what what I I've heard that Nintendo, which is kind of the granddaddy prestige, like the Disney of video games, basically. That they've been trying to break into movies for a while to expand under their new CEO, whose name I don't remember. Um, the Mario thing is a part of that. To me, Nintendo doing a Zelda movie and like I assume is gonna try to do to make a good one is just more evidence of this sea change we're seeing where video game adaptations, yeah. be they TV or movies, shift from being these like um cringy embarrassments. From the days of, uh, you know, Prince of Persia or Assassin's Creed or Doom or the later Mortal Kombat things, or the first Super Mario Brothers movie, which had Bob Hoskins and John yeah. Leguizamo as live-action people uh, fighting Dennis Hopper as Bowser, you can't you can't buy that publicity. Wow, um, Dennis Hopper know as yeah, Bowser. Right. Yeah, I no, I, I haven't seen, seen it in it. so long. I never, I never actually watched it the whole thing all the way through. But no, anyway, you're and now, not missing much. oh, I'm definitely not missing much. Although I I I am a connoisseur of like campy stuff, so maybe someday. But anyway, then this past year we have things like The Last of Us, which is a video game adaptation that actually went over really well with critics and audiences, and it was a big hit. We have Super Mario Brothers movie, which made over a billion bucks in the box office. As you said, uh, we've had Detective Pikachu, which is also a big hit with Ryan Reynolds, a big star in it. Yeah, even that Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Was made for like twenty million dollars. It's making like three hundred million back. It's it's a bonafide hit. Yeah, it's shifting, and a major player like Nintendo fully endorsing mm-hmm. these movies is just more evidence that if Nintendo's in on this, then everyone's in on this. I yeah. predicted for a while that the next big thing we'll see, and everyone out there, whether you like video games or not, this is happening. So just just get ready for yeah. it superheroes are going to sort of not go away but slide down a bit and we're going to see a lot of video adaptations the next couple of years we're talking a bunch of new yeah, Tomb Raider I... movies we're talking the Crash Bandit 2 quadrilogy we're talking Jack and <laughs> Daxter fully reloaded we're talking Luigi Ugh. spinoffs we're, 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 we're wow. talking a prestige Metroid movie um with florence Pugh winning uh academy nominated for playing samus we're talking a lot of stuff coming up i get, that's what's going to happen. my hope Th- that's my prediction yeah you called this a
2: while ago and, and you history is proving that you were right uh that Yay. superhero movies they're not down and out but they're <laughs> they're struggling a little bit and a lot of studios are hopping on board with video game adaptations um you know amazon is doing a god of war show all um, um, right. And, Fallout. Too. Uh, Fallout. So, the thing that I hope hearing you just talk about this and the Luigi spin off and whatever, my hope is that we'll just the companies up. who want to do these things will get people behind them who actually care about the things mm-hmm. instead of just trying to make bank on adaptations, because that is why a lot of the older, cringier ones went wrong, in my opinion, and why something like The Last of Us was an enormous success because even aside from the fact that they had Neil Druckmann who made The Last Mm -hmm. of Us games, um, Craig Mazin, the other showrunner, was a huge fan of them for years. Like he was Mm -hmm. requesting to make them. He had a meeting with Sony years and years ago and they were like, you can make any of our games into a movie. Mm -hmm. And he was like, why isn't The Last of Us on this list? And they were like, oh, well, Neil Druckmann is doing it himself. And he was like, okay, cool. And then it came back around and they did it together. And that's the sort of stuff I want to see more of. Um, and, you know, not just studios being like, yes, uh, you know, get all the rupees, smash all the jars. Uh, that's a Zelda reference. If you don't know, play some yes, Zelda before this movie comes out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about this. I, I, I am a little nervous because it's Zelda. They have some kind of particular challenges. Uh, so huh. uh said Link is 100 talking in this movie i can guarantee that for sure they might dress it up as like doesn't sound like doesn't like to talk or barely talks a few lines maybe like the way groot talks but we just don't understand and yeah th- that is a big question link very famously does not talk in any of these games he's the main character of basically every one of these games they all they're all like reimaginings of basically the same story of Link saving the kingdom of Hyrule by yeah. rescuing Princess Zelda. Prototypical. Um, yeah, so they're not. I they don't need to like reinvent the wheel doing a movie like this. They just need to do it well. Um, and I yeah, hope he talk. I, I'll be. I'm I curious. I hope he doesn't talk too, or you know, he. I could see them like like giving him one line or something like. It, that's going to be a huge mm. question that a lot of fans are going to have. And uh, yeah, Saigonisha also, po- I was about to get to this, the Maze Runner franchise and Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes filmmaker Wes Ball is directing it.
1: On top of this.
2: Um, so, yes. Uh, and they said he won't be involved in development until after the, the next Apes movie releases, which is in May 2024, um, which is fine. They can take their time on this Zelda movie. Um,
1: you know, they don't need to rush it. I think um someone asked I forget who it was I'm sorry um uh, that are you surprised that it's live action and not animated
2: Uh I was yeah when I mean I assumed it was animated when the announcement hit um I think they could do a really cool live action for whatever reason the movie like the reference movie that keeps coming into my mind is that movie Legend with I think Tom or...
1: Cruise Did you ever see that movie is that the one with um, Tim Curry as the devil? Yes. Or yeah. Like so that is the movie
2: for whatever reason when I think about Zelda live action I'm like that's the vibe they need to, like a modern version sure. like, of that. Yeah, well, but well, they well, need well, to like, capture like that yeah it's like whimsical fairy tale but like can get dark yeah. and scary but you could still show it to your kids basically. That's the vibe they need to get with Zelda. So yeah I mean Nicole That'd says Tom good. Holland would make a good link. Yeah, I could see him maybe putting the on a link The first name
1: that came into my mind when I heard it I heard it was live action, I thought Chalamet, I thought Shalala Chalamalamalala, because he's like the most powerful yeah. twink in Hollywood, and that would, you, 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 you just cast that guy as Link. And he does like being in franchises, I mean, he's in Dune and Wonka, yeah. my god. Um, but I don't know, yeah. Holland would work. If they it'd be cool if they did like an unknown, frankly, especially if they go if they go the silent route. I like the idea of a silent link of like a very stylized fantasy world kind of like legend. Cause I I, I can see like a cynical, like nudge nudge version where everyone points out how weird it is it doesn't talk. I'd prefer it just be more like a fairy tale mood where it's just accepted that he doesn't talk, and that's just part of the fabric of the way this world operates. Um, I guess my real answer is I don't. I I hope there isn't a big star, but I don't know. Shalala is is where my head went. Or Chris Pratt, yeah. obviously.
2: Um, Andrew's got a cool one. He said, "How would you feel if Walker Scobell played Link?" So that's he's playing Percy Jackson. Uh, you know, oh, by the time right. they make this movie, which is going to be a few years from now, probably, um, I could see it honestly. Uh, that that's not a bad casting. Um, I do think it's interesting cause you, Dan, yeah. you said, you know, what twink should play link, uh, which rhymes. I'm just <laughs> you, now realizing it. Um, so the thing with link, so they very famously have talked about how link is kind of like he is designed to be almost like, like accessible to male and female gamers. Like they sure. kind of have designed them, him to not be exceptionally masculine so that a wider array of people can relate to him playing him in the okay. games. And I am curious how they might do that in the movie. Um like I mean uh, there was an cast- article a while back about why basically a lot of transgender people really love Link for that reason because it's easy to project onto this character. Um so yeah I, I'm curious who they're gonna get. I think and I hope you're right about the the voice thing that they don't try to you know nudge nudge make it a thing, and it's just an accepted you know, thing. Like, and he has characters make it like him an ironic,
1: talk. like sort of, um, winking almost like cynical take where we're acknowledging it. I, I like the idea of more of a legend type, really just trust that we'll suspend our disbelief and be in this world. I mean, I haven't heard that about totally. um, Link being kind of accessible by men, women, and those that lieth betwixt, but it it, it, it does make sense to me. That's part of him not speaking. Older yeah. video games often had non-available yes. protagonists um, because they want the player to identify Ooh. with them. I don't like the idea of him saying anything. And I mean, if they want to do that, then we're going, well, I'm going to go way off script here. Um, We don't have a script. But I'm going to go off it anyway. That's part of like the appeal of from a very old time, kind of the more androgynous, I mean, twinkish mm-hmm. male from your Leo DiCaprio's through your Timothy Chalamet's is that they have that sort of appeal. Like women identify with yeah. sort of the, the softness. They love a good soft boy. And then they're a man so men identify with them There are women who could be in that role too yeah um so there's a lot of interesting topics here my mind also went to like i don't know any of their names like literally none but as link one of the boys from bts i think would be like a canny choice if you want to go with that and i hope not insulting anybody here with that sort of kind of androgynous look that kind of is all things to all people which a lot of them kind of sort of have yeah
2: which so i don't know uh bts that, that you just referenced i'm not familiar oh, with they're that a but, hugely so Ar- popular korean pop band oh oh gotcha okay yes okay, um yeah. So the article I'm referencing, uh, it's on IO9 Gizmodo by Lin Codega. Cool. It's a great article that came out around the time Tears of the Kingdom came out. And th- this is something that like the developers of the game like straight up said. Like that is why they mm-hmm. designed Link to be kind of androgynous. Um huh. so yeah. Read that. that's interesting. I'm I'm really Yeah, so I'm curious how they're gonna handle a lot of different elements of this movie. Um and the big question on my mind too is, will there be Koroks? And if not, why are there oh, not Koroks? Gotta be a little Korok yeah. somewhere. Or and, and of, also yeah. just <laughs> obviously,
1: if if none of that works, Chris Pratt obviously get Chris Pratt in there. Yeah. get him to be Link. He's a forty year old buff Link, and just he's in his little green hat. <laughs> he just rips, man. He's Link. Link. He's a
2: a washed out, upset Link you know late in life getting back on the on the trail being a hero after it didn't work out in his youth oh, he's got
1: he's being funny he's being quick it's going to work
2: gonna yeah he's got you know lines in every scene forget not talking
1: a d age uh, yeah, so- no age him more in post make him <laughs> older go against Give the brave yeah. yeah yep but
2: yeah, so that that's big news is that a Legend of Zelda movie is officially happening and even though it's just got it just got announced, apparently this is something that has been in the works uh for many years now according to Nintendo that. executive Shigeru Miyamoto. Nintendo um, executive but they said Yeah, I
1: I'm sorry, what is it? Uh F- Nintendo no, fellow at- it was just funny because, like, Shigeru Miyamoto, if you guys don't know, is the man who invented Mario, invented Zelda, invented okay. Donkey Kong, Star Fox, Pikmin. That guy's a legend. It was just weird to me to seem referred to as, like, representative director or whatever.
2: Yeah, so that kind of confused me when I... This was in the Hollywood report, or the mm-hmm. deadline. Whoever announced
1: this, yeah, I yeah, read yeah.
2: that and I was like, is this the person who invented these oh, characters? Yeah. Miyamoto, uh,
1: he is okay. probably definitely the most influential living game designer i'd say or at least it gotta okay. be top three yeah
2: okay i you thought there was more mario just walk away Ni- yeah yeah and nintendo is kind of renowned for having this you know carryover of people who are still there working on it who have been for decades like yeah i think it's super mario wonder maybe like Four yeah, one. out of the Hopefully. five people who worked on the original Mario worked on that game. So that, like, is, pretty cool. that, that is part yeah. of the charm of these Nintendo franchises.
1: Yeah. Miyamoto, Miyamoto has been at this for a long time. And I have heard that he's yeah. been pivoting to more. I guess he's been doing games so long. He's like, why don't I try out movies? So he was consulting a lot on the Mario Brothers movie. Now he's doing this. He didn't invent Metroid, hey, that's though. Great. That was another guy who died
2: ah that's too bad um so i i think we're we should probably move on to what we're watching uh one one last thing here so from bad thoughts studio did you hear that kevin feige confirmed his star wars film is not happening um no i have not heard that this is my surprised face
1: which is to to say i of canceled star wars films yeah
2: Pretty much. I basically, with Star Wars, I assume it's not happening Mm -hmm. until it reaches a critical mass point where, you know, there are trailers of actors on set and they, you know, honestly, even then, until I have a ticket in my hand, I'll believe it. (laughs) It, There have been too many times. uh, And this is something that got talked about during the whole like Disney, you know, uh, kind of Disney CE switch there was a whole snafu where they pushed lucasfilm uh to announce a bunch of stuff before they were ready and now we've been living through the results of that um so yeah we'll we'll see what happens uh but what have you been watching surprised. daniel
1: i'm not surprised
2: um the main thing i've been watching this week is beacon 23 which is a new science fiction show that is coming out on MGM Plus, which is a streaming service. Uh, that's the one that we had the always winter gotta remind you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's MGM Plus was zero percent on my radar before the past like three months, and now they've had a few shows where I'm like, "Hey, MGM Plus, you're pretty late into the streaming wars." Uh, I feel like they're kind of like. And MGM, if, if you're listening, don't get offended. I'm going to use a Game of Thrones <laughs> metaphor here. It's fine. I okay, feel like ahead. it's the Walder Frey of the streaming wars a little bit Whoa. because they just showed up at the end after it's mostly done. And they're like, like hey, <laughs> we're here too. Uh, you know, supporting. Yeah. I don't know who they're supporting. It It is a little weird because like, isn't MGM owned by Amazon? I'm just so, going to ask that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, Disney also knows exactly. Hulu
1: technically, or they're trying, or they're still different. Whatever, man. They're trying.
2: Yeah. So all that aside, Beacon 23 is really cool so far. Um, it stars Lena Headey and Stefan James. Uh, and it's about these two people who basically end up trapped together on a deep space lighthouse, and it deals with like the, you know, things about isolation and community. There's some cool AI stuff going on in there about. AI going wrong or right Uh, What? Um, A rogue AI on a sci-fi show Yeah uh, So it is pretty cool Um, It's got great special effects Lena Headey is just a force of nature You know, every scene she's on She just utterly commands Uh, So I've seen the first episode Of that, I'm watching the second one tonight Uh, It comes out on MGM Plus on Sunday The first two episodes drop Um, And if you liked Silo you probably want to check this out because it is based on a book by the same guy who wrote silo hugh Howie, beacon 23 nice. uh so yeah that's very cool and if you're interested in that very uh nice. i interviewed the executive producer glenn mazzara from that show mm-hmm. and that will be up this weekend at well, i've heard TV. of him Net. very very cool he did the walking um, he was on the walking dead yeah, uh, yeah, an executive producer from. on that and the shield whole bunch of stuff uh but dan what have you been watching
1: a lot um as robert harris says invincible okay. I'm watching invincible is great i think you should watch that show i want to talk to you about it uh great super show on amazon it's Do awesome a lot of you guys are watching stuff andrew's watching loki Pluto, Blood samurai i'm watching loki loki's pretty good uh nicole's watching um It just went down and nicole's watching loki the golden bachelor so here is fun the gilded age i might try and catch up on the gilded age i don't know if i'm gonna have time for it um, Nicole and Julie both enjoyed Gen V, which has definitely gotten some good press. I'm very glad for That's that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Keep meaning to watch that. Um, too many I shows. also finished The Winter King over on uh, MGM. Plus. Yes, our favorite. A um, shame that show wasn't better. Uh, I love the books, the show was That's too middling at best. We'll see what happens. I don't think we need to talk about it much more. I think it's been the last time I've ever ever mentioned the Winter King. I have a suspicion it might be the last time i ever mentioned the Winter King the show. Um, I watched the Attack on Titan series finale. That's that's the biggest anime of the last decade. And they went hard and they went ham and I got emotional and I liked it a lot. So kudos to the Attack on Titan for finishing strong. I also got the screeners. I'm going to start watching them tonight for For All Mankind season four on Apple TV Plus. That's a great show that I nice. recommend if you haven't seen it. Kind of um, a very it, it's both a a period piece and a sci-fi show. So uh, that's a fun one. Kind of about the NASA space race. If it kept going, alternate history sort of stuff. Let's colonize Mars. That's a really good show, and it's coming back. So there's a lot on right now, and I'm enjoying quite a bit of it. I've heard a blue eyed cool. samurai, a bunch yeah. of people are talking about it. Should I watch that? That's a good question. I don't know what it's about. Do you know what blue eyed samurai is about? Uh it is about a samurai
2: with blue eyes. Uh but you're no, a genius, I yeah. I don't really <laughs> I don't really know. I've heard it's good too. Uh it's I, animated, I, have for good I believe. Um yeah I so the last Netflix animated thing I tried to watch was Castlevania Nocturne and I'm not going to lie I bounced off it. Um mm-hmm. it did not grab me the way the original Castlevania series did at all. Um
1: so that I I might need to give that, that a up. shot and afterwards it was never as good again. In my opinion. Well the, f-
2: the the first season is the best and I feel like part of that is because You know, again, with these sorts of things, it's like that was the clear vision for this. Like, Castlevania Mm -hmm. is always about a Belmont fighting Dracula, very similar to Zelda, always about Link fighting Ganondorf. And like, they did that story. Dracula's son fights Dracula. Yeah. I mean, he was great too, but like, it was that dynamic of all of them involved in it. Mm -hmm. And then they. You know, moving on from that is where it had difficulties. But I, I enjoyed the farther seasons of Castlevania too. But I, I do them. agree that the first, yeah, first one was the best. Um, <laughs> Julie Davies says, "Fear the Walking Dead is a is puke face." Um, woo, That's what I've I heard. I'm sorry, Julie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I never really got into Fear the Walking Dead. I have been enjoying Daryl Dixon. I'm not done yet because I'm watching it as
1: at a snail's pace. But what I have watched has been pretty cool. Yeah, the, the the Walking Dead franchise has been doing okay lately. But um, I guess uh, fear the Walking Dead is here to remind us that it's fallible, just just j- just like all of us. Yeah.
2: Did you see? There was a report that went around. Uh, I think today that they were mulling the idea of like combining the spinoffs did, and yeah, bringing I
1: back the it. original show
2: someone asked uh, the
1: producer like would you do it and he's like yeah sure it's not like he said like our plan is to do this gotcha okay i hadn't actually read it so that is that's good
2: uh because i think the walking dead pretty egregiously like tanked its series finale Mm -hmm. in the name of setting up all these spinoffs um so yeah that's We'll see what happens. To be but fair. Ex- I am excited the, for the next one of those too.
1: Yeah. The good, ones good who live. I mean, it, it could stand to be a little more spaced out too, like Game of Thrones or Touch the Dragon, but good. we'll see. Um, should we move on to the lightning round? The Whitney's lightning round. Yeah, let's do it. Uh this way we
2: don't keep producer Richard past the time when we should. All right. Um so I did not put these in any particular you order. You didn't, but Dan, Daniel. you should you should ask me first so okay. that you can talk
1: about the fun one that's a couple down. All right. Uh Daniel, 20 seconds on the clock, please. Uh Daniel, your response, 20 seconds. Yes. Amazon is developing a TV show based on the fantasy book Fourth Wing.
2: Yeah, so Fourth Wing is a dark romantic fantasy. It's kind of towing that line between YA and adults. Uh wow. and it was a massive hit earlier this year. It went super viral on TikTok, sold millions of copies. Amazon's making a show out of it. It's about dragon riders, a person at a dragon rider college uh that's uh is forced to compete or die to become a dragon rider. So, if you like dragons, you're probably going to want to watch that. Yeah. I hope they survive because apparently in this college, you either uh, graduate or you die, which sounds not dissimilar from, I don't know how they're insured yeah. colleges, I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So here's one that is related to the CW. That is a network that oh, used to have a bunch of shows and apparently now is deciding it would prefer to not have any shows. Um, so Superman and Lois, uh, which is their I don't know if it's part of the Arrowverse, kind of Arrowverse it's like it's a superman show yeah yeah so Superman and Lois is ending after its upcoming fourth season
1: yeah but I mean four seasons isn't like you can't rightly say that you got a short shake like that's enough time to make some good tv and put it out there I I didn't watch it um you know I did read that the CW is crawling back to to profitability and breaking even Maybe they had to get rid of all these money pits if they were going to um, have advertisers advertising for the money. I don't know. But yeah, for the fans, you have another season (laughs) to go. For everyone else, sorry. All right. Uh, Daniel, Uh, the Doctor Who holiday special is coming out. It's a title and a release date. Doctor Who holiday special, the Church of Ruby on Ruby Road premieres on Christmas Day, December 25th. That's when Christmas is. Yep.
2: Yep so uh this will be the one that stars Nakuti Gatwa as the 15th doctor Yeah. Um, so this basically they announced the release date this is on Disney Plus apparently that's where the doctor lives these days internationally we um, see in the UK in, internet yeah so uh we have four doctor who specials coming up <gasps> three with David Tennant then switching mm-hmm. to Gatwa for the this okay, last cool. one And now you can find when they all are so you can mark your calendar and get your TARDIS ready and all that fun stuff. Um, All right. This is very cool. I think this is pretty cool. Um, And I'm curious what you think about it, Dan. Um, So Netflix, just today, just Uh hours before this podcast filmed, Netflix unveiled its first poster for its live action Avatar The Last Airbender show.
1: Here it is. Yeah, check it out. I like it. Let's Bender, live action version. I love the animated original. A lot of people did. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm a little nervous because live action versions of beloved animated things are necessary. I'm not sure. Are they going to be good? Big old question mark. But the One Piece adaptation was pretty good. So I have hope this could be good. I like the show a lot. I'll probably watch it. I hope it's good. That's all I'll say. Probably a trailer tomorrow. So we'll be looking out for that. All right, Daniel. Okay, here's an interesting one. So. There's another Marvel show called Echo coming up, a spin off of Hawkeye, which, if you want a spin off, that's the one to spin off of. Um, it's going to have a Marvel spotlight label, which kind of means that you can watch this without having seen all the other stuff, especially more grounded, more like street level. It's Marvel telling people you don't have to have seen everything else to see this, so please watch it. Or you're going to watch echo (laughs) the mcu show i am gonna watch echo i i am very
2: intrigued about echo it involves the kingpin echo is a native american hero uh who is deaf and has some very cool powers they're doing her powers a little differently in the show i'm very interested i just think this whole marvel (laughs) spotlight thing is hilarious because they're basically saying that's basically what they did on netflix like yeah. The Marvel Netflix shows were grounded street level heroes instead of the Avengers, and now they're doing the same thing like ten years later on Disney Plus, and I just laugh. Gotta about do it. something. Um, gotta do something, I guess. Uh, so here, here's one for all of the Kevin Costner stands in the house, of which I don't know. Maybe there's one or two My of you somewhere. Uh, this one is for Dan's mom. Uh, the Love final it. episodes. Uh, of yellowstone who doesn't uh my dad the final episodes of (laughs) fair Uh, okay we're gonna get through this question answer news headline whatever the hell it is the final episodes of yellowstone are airing in november 2024
1: yeah huge show this was a big network tv or cable tv success story yellowstone uh, Kevin Costner is the patriarch of a ranching family in Wyoming, I want to say. um, And it's coming to an end after a very storied behind the scenes thing where Kevin Costner uh, uh, didn't want to do the show anymore. So they had to cut it off early. They're going to replace <laughs> him with Matthew McConaughey in a new show. It's a pretty big deal. The show the show got very, very big. Congrats. Sorry it ended too soon. But there's like 18,000 spinoffs. So you'll be fine. Uh, okay. Daniel, Um, HBO has renamed. Can I pause? Its- yes, you can. Can I pause for just one second? Yes. Uh, Robert
2: Harris says only two episodes for Echo It's five. Don't, don't panic too much. Five episodes for Echo. Yes.
1: Carry on. All right. I think you should have liked it. Montana, not Wyoming. Oh, one of the middle ones. Um, <laughs> Daniel, HBO has yes. renamed its Dune prequel series from Dune the Sisterhood to Dune Prophecy. It will air in the fall of 2024.
2: Uh, This makes me think of Agatha, Darkhold Diaries, Covens of whatever, and just studios decide on what your show is going to be before you announce a name. No one will judge you for it. Just say it's a prequel series. Yeah, Um, I am curious about this though. This series is the rise of the Benegesseret, who are basically a coven of space nuns who insert prophecies (laughs) in different. Primitive cultures so that they can come back hundreds or thousands of years later and manipulate those prophecies for their own ends. So I am intrigued about this show. You would if you could. 2024. Yeah. You, right. You would if you could. Um okay, final news of the day. Uh, Greta Gerwig's Chronicles Barbie. of Narnia movie uh for Netflix. It it is planned to start filming in
1: 2024. Greta Gerwig, man, Barbie Ladybird. What a director. She's a really good director. Umarnia. Uh, do we need another one? I don't know. I mean, I'll I like Greta Gerwig <laughs> enough that I'll trust her to do something cool with it. Uh and that's kind of okay. where I stand. I I she she's her my trust. Congress of Narnia, I'm like do what else is there to say? But we'll see what happens in 2026 or whatever. Okay, and that's our yeah, show. What a good show. I really enjoyed talking to you, Daniel. I really enjoy talking to all of you out there. Thanks for watching. Right you know, like if you want to hear this more of a good us. Time. I, I agree. Good. Um, we're here every week and Wednesday at 2 p.m. CST, three on the East Coast, one on the mountains and noon on the West Coast. Um, come back and see us live on either the winner's coming Facebook page or the winner's coming YouTube page. I'm sorry for talking fast. Uh, we're also available to download in podcast form, wherever podcasts are available, be it Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. Uh, again, thanks for watching. Thanks for the compliments. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, just like points out that the Dune Prophecy TV show is not going to uh, stop for the strike because it's in the UK, which is a whole weird thing. Um, tune in yeah. next week, and uh, John Cena for Tingle. Goodbye. <laughs> Take care, all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighting. Join our community of over 300 sites for sports to pop culture and everything in between.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon.